You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Austin, Texas, it's Graham Trainer. Mullikers, Massey, we got a 2-4-0 teams playing here this weekend. Yes. Did you know the Kansas Jayhawks mm-hmm. does – does Les Miles still coach that team? No, Les Miles is being sued by a couple of people. Oh damn! Was he in the Brett Favre? Well, no, was he, he Brett was Favre thing. No, he was. Get, he got canceled. Deservingly, he's so. a stakeholder. He got. He he got canceled. I forgot about this. Wait, let's do a little quick quick trip down uh, Pervert Lane. What did Les Miles do? Uh, he was perverted at LSU to a couple of interns, maybe, or I, I don't know. It wasn't like. Coach O, where was he like, was hitting on Brewster's wives. He was uh, consensually, consensually having girlfriends of the appropriate age at practice, like a good, a good man. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't doing anything like that. But yeah, that's less miles gone. Uh, Leipold is there. Lance Leipold is there now, and we're we're gonna get to that. We have a packed football slate this weekend. Some of the more interesting matchups happened last weekend. We'll get to some of that in the huddle. Um, but we have an absolutely. Pack show right now. We're entering into the fourth quarter. The Lions are doing what? Uh, they're up by 10, which is more than I can say for Colorado last week. Hey, I called that. I didn't think there was enough points. Oregon, you did. You did. Oregon you is did a good built job. to win the college football playoff. They are big up front. Their offensive line we- don't take no trash, and they absolutely dominated a very beat up Colorado team they didn't have their best Ooh. they didn't have their best player Travis Hunter who plays both ways but I will say that just don't have that beef up front to compete with some of these guys who've been building championship rosters for the last 15 20 years so just to be fair Massey uh for as Dan Dan Lanning said clicks they were going for clicks I was going for clicks I was just a contrarian for clickbait on this show if you look at the show notes from last week I asked the question, Massey, has Colorado peaked? That has aged well. My pick is not. So let's be, you know, let's be a little fair here. Okay. Okay. Colorado might. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I okay. could go on. I could go on. <laughs> I'm just now looking at uh, last week's, last week's pick here. You did a great job. You went nine and four. You were a, a mega, co- mega college guy. This is, this is our thing. You're the college guy. I'm the pro guy. I went eight and five. I had a, a quite a, quite a day with the NFL, and I I only fumbled the uh, Bucks Eagles game, and then I you know I lost your wild card game amongst some other college. Yeah, matchups. you went whoa. You cleaned up uh, in yeah. at the NFL level. So maybe if anyone's listening to gambling advice, take trainer's advice on the NFL because I don't know how the and hell, yours. How the, let's pat yourself on the back. Uh, pat yourself on the back. I got two wins. Oh, I said the Eagles. I mean, come on. That was going to be easy. No, it, Ma- listen to Massey's college picks. Listen to trainers pro picks, and then you'll win money. It's Probably. as simple. It's as simple as that. Um, let's just get into it, trainer. I'm feeling stoked. I'm ready to talk sports. Let's start with the mm-hmm. huddle and then get on to college football and uh, the Baker's Dozen and college football and football and NFL football picks. Oh, my God. 
It's late, trainer. We're staying up late for the Baker's just so we can trademark this next week. I've got a patent um, oh. pending. It's Baker's Dirty Dozen. It's 13 picks plus Massey's wild card. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, let's start off with the huddle. The good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, quote slash question of the week, and your goat of the week. Those are the five uh, categories we have for this segment. So we'll start with you, Trainer. What is your good news of the week? That come through okay? That didn't come through. Neither did your yeehaw. Did you just try to just, just crack a cold one in the microphone? Why Why do the sound effects – do you turn the sound effects down? Is that what's going on, or do they just only work in person? I think they might only work in person, bro. Get, get yourself a better mic. Upgrade. Yeah, I should. I, I, will, I will for Christmas. Um, Nintendo Switch or microphone? Anyway – my good news, I don't have a subscription to the CW channel. Just kidding. That's a Virginia football joke because they're oh. playing on the CW this weekend. My, my real good news, Massey, go did ahead. You, did you see? Did you I mean, did you watch that? <laughs> oh, did you of course I did. How of course Virginia I said I did. Lost that game to NC State on Friday? I just sat there, and then everyone around me was not paying attention. I was with – Three girls, my sister-in-law, my wife, and their friend, and like four girls, and Adeline. I asked them if I can watch this game. They weren't paying attention, and I just quietly got up and walked to the garage and had some garage beers afterwards. It was did so you have bad. Gra- you, you didn't have garage hard liquor. You just had garage beers after that. I occasionally, you know, you know, occasionally. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was so bad. I don't even want to get garage- into it. Garage enema after yeah, watching that loss, dude. Yeah, just get get put a drill through my brain watching Virginia football this year. Uh, the CW, the, you have the CW. So who does Virginia play this week? I'm even sad to see. No, no I don't. I'm just gonna follow along on on the internet. Uh, Boston College. So oh, it's a yeah, 0, and, yeah. 0 and four, 0 and four, and at one and three. My real my real. Uh, here we go. Real real good news. The Rangers, Massey. They've come all the way back. Yeah. The hope. The hope is back. Their magic number is one. I've got them on in the background here on Bally Sports Television, my favorite uh, network, not CW. Hate that crap. Um, they can split the series, basically, with the Mariners. They play four games, including the night coming up. The D-backs, are, which are, the Mariners are uh, four games behind us in the um, – sorry, in the division – the Astros are two and a half behind us. So those are the three AOS teams that are still alive. Mm. All could make a playoff. All could secure a playoff spot. The Diamondbacks, who are fighting for their playoff lives, are also playing the Astros, which is good news that the Astros are not playing a dumpster fire team like the like Troy's Nationals or something. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, if the Diamondbacks, I think, uh, win one game against the Astros – we are good to go. Wild card spot if we just win one against the Mariners, but I'm hoping for better than that. Okay, Rangers. Hope. Really. Hope. Really, really took it to your heartstrings there for a little bit. Uh, I can it's only hope, long I can five only weeks. Hope. Yeah, I know. I can only hope that the Rangers make the playoffs. I think it would really I would really Thank like you. to see you stress out about that. Mm, well, I I mean it's better than um I've already, you know, buried both of my football teams. In week three, so might as well enjoy the Rangers. Okay. <laughs> God. All right, my good news of the week. Um, this is kind of kind of good news, but Damian Lillard just got traded. 
Ooh. Or how about let's let me word that better. Dan, Damian Lillard has finally been traded. Remember all that heat talk with Damian Lillard coming into the summer and then football started and we forgot all about him? Oh, it was Dame Lillard. They were talking the Heat were in the playoffs and they were talking about how who cares if the Heat lose the Celtics in the playoffs because they're going to get Dame Lillard anyway. So it's been going on since freaking May. Yeah, it's it's been obnoxious. But he didn't. Go, yeah. He did not go to the Heat. In fact, he was involved in a three team trade between the Suns, the Bucks, and the Trailblazers. And I'll go ahead and give you all the personnel swaps. But it seems like the Bucks got the best part of this. So Damian Lillard went to the Bucks. Drew Holiday, the Bucks' former point guard, went to the Blazers with some assets and some picks from further down the road. I don't know how to work that out. So Bucks traded, or excuse me, Blazers traded Damian Lillard to the Bucks. Drew Holiday from the Bucks went to the Blazers. DeAndre Ayton and Tamari Kamara went from the Suns to the Blazers. Three guys, three other non-name guys went from the Blazers to the Suns, and then Grayson Allen went from the Bucks to the Suns. So it's all kind of mixed and matched. Basically, all you got need to know is Damian Lillard's on the Bucks. Drew Holiday is now on the Blazers. DeAndre Ayton is now on the Blazers. And Grayson Allen is now on the Suns. And I hope he ends his career there because I hate Grayson Allen with every fiber of my being. If only Chris Paul were still there to punch him in the wiener during practice, but Chris Paul is on the Warriors, which I had to remind myself of today. Because it's been somebody so else long is on the Warriors. Uh, uh, Dwight Howard is on the Warriors. He came over from Saigon or wherever <laughs> the hell he was playing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, man. I mean, wow. I tell you what. If you look at his stat lines from wherever he was over in the Far East, he was shooting probably ten to twelve three pointers a game. I think he made like three max per game, but he was living it up over. Oh, there. that's why they. That's why they wanted him. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, the NBA is not that far away now. It's kind of crazy because October is around the corner. Um, so, all right, let's let's strip that back real quick. Grayson Allen is a son now. That's good because I hate the Suns yep. because of the, the Mavs' intense rivalry. Uh, Drew Holiday, there's no way that he sticks. Well, I, DeAndre Ayton's there. Are they trying to – what's that Scoot guy's name that they drafted? Scoot, Mc, Scoot McNeely? Yes, I forget. I forget. Um, it is it is like Scoot are or the, Scout. But the Blazers going to flip? Because Drew Holiday is like at least the same age as Dame, right? He's like twenty nine to thirty two years old. Yeah, I mean, so I f- love Drew Holiday. That's is that's been the speculation. Back to the Pelicans? Is that? I mean, maybe the Pelicans have so much. I don't know if they still have all that draft capital, but they have a bunch of young players that could probably send the Blazers for Drew Holiday. That would make my day. I don't want to see, yeah. um, Travis Hunter go anywhere. Not Travis Hunter. Oh my gosh. Why can't I think Trey, of his name? Trey Murphy? Trey Murphy the Trey third? Murphy go anywhere. I don't know about Zion. Zion's not going to go anywhere. I'm still up. Man, I got to brush off all my Pelicans knowledge, but yeah. No, you're good. Zion does. Uh, you forgot Zion does Brandon like Ingram. eating eating weed brownies and hanging out in Portland. So he does that like might be a good that. fit. But I don't know um, what we get off the Blazers for Zion. It would have to be an absolute yeah. haul. And no, there's no, really no. Zion, nobody there. No, no, no. I feel like they would want to make a um, – they'd keep Trey – They'd want to keep Ingram and Zion for the front court, and they'd want to keep a backcourt of McCollum and Drew Holiday. I mean, that's a hell of a team if they have enough younger other guys and a, a few draft capital. I don't, I don't even know what Drew Holiday's worth at this point. I mean, he's, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be a lottery pick, yeah, type uh, draft stock. But anyway, yeah. Uh, finally, it's over the, the Dame saga. 
Um, maybe, maybe the Mavs can uh, trade for Drew Holiday, trade Kyrie, go to Portland. Yeah, what do you that would, I like that. I like that a lot, honestly, Kyrie. You <laughs> yeah. probably you would love Portland. Those are your people over there. All right, that trainer, give me your critical number of the week. Ooh, um, well, we <clears throat> you uh, sh- showered me in Texas Ranger kisses, so I'll shower our our uh, Atlanta friends with a, qu- a critical number forty seventy. Forty seventy. I have no idea. Is this a brave so, stat? It is Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, he hit his 40th home run last Friday after our show, and now he's sold his 70th, 70th base of the season. He was Acuna became the fifth player ever besides after Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, cheater, 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 Alfonso yeah, Soriano. Say steroids, steroids, steroids. Not a cheater. Soriano never got really in trouble um, to be a 40 40 player. Now he is not only the only 40, 50 player, the 40, 60 player, he's the only 40, 70 player in baseball history. Pretty damn impressive because the guy tore his ACL hmm, two years ago, 18 months ago. So Braves. And there, are they a wagon? Braves World Series. Are they, are they, are some people picking them to yeah. win the World Series? Yeah, of course. They won the World Series without him. So, two years I mean, ago. Oh my God. Yeah, so I know it's tough. I don't know if the Rangers have the pitching for it if they do meet up in the World Series. All right, I got two, I got two critical numbers for you. And this has all been beaten to death this week, but we got to cover it. And it's 10 men. 10 men. Um, 10 men. 10 men on the field. Virginia penalty. I don't know what's going on. 10 men on the field oh. for Notre Dame on the last oh. on the last two plays during the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Marcus Friedman, Notre Dame's head coach, did not have a very good explanation, but his explanation sounded like he was covering up for one of his coach's screw-ups. Does that make sense? Yeah. At least he doesn't murder them like Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah. He just straight up took the blame, said something. I like that. Had some sort of weak excuse about, like, not wanting them to get a free play or something. I I didn't follow. Doesn't matter. One of the uh, calls, not only the 10 men call was bad, the call that kind of lost the game for him in retrospect is a second down screenplay they ran with about 90 seconds left on the game clock, and they dropped it. They could have ran the ball there and wasted 40 more seconds. I think Ohio State got the ball back with a minute left instead of 45 seconds left or whatever it was. So that was a that was a couple of boneheaded decisions by the Notre Dame um, coaching staff there. Now the it's funny because a lot of what Ryan Day said after the game and what Ohio State fans feel in the post game was like, oh, they Ohio State's offensive line is back. They're great. When they needed a yard, they went and got it and won the game. Under further review. They basically ran the ball right where there was supposed to be a Notre Dame defensive lineman and got the yard because there was nobody there because Notre Dame only had 10 men on the field. And it cost them at least a, an attempt at a goal line stand. There just there was no one on the left side of the line for Notre Dame or for yeah. in front of Ohio State on the right side of the line for Notre Dame. It was a bit of a snafu. And that's what you're going to get with Marcus Freeman, who's only had – what is his second year at the helm at Notre Dame? Yeah, he's like twenty-eight. Yeah, pretty young. 
Um, I have a second. <laughs> that young, but, I have a second critical number that I know you've heard. Yeah, I was gonna. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, they definitely shut down Marvin Harrison. Yes, uh, big time. That rushing attack just came through for him instead of their defense, which was surprising because Sam Hartman. I thought Sam Hartman could kind of rise to the occasion, but he. I mean, it's not like he had the worst game, but he, you know, he had a good completion percentage and didn't really have like you know a ton of like. Yeah. A ton of like turnovers, man. But <laughs> all right, here's my second critical number 70 points. Ooh, the second time in history, the first since 1966, um, Vietnam. Uh, that uh, the there's been 70 points scored, and I'm just spoiling your whole thing. The Washington Redskins, it's okay to say it because that's their name at the time, uh, were the last team to do it. Uh, the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points against. Sean Payton and mm. Russell Wilson's Denver Broncos. My takeaway is this Mike McDaniel's scheme right now, his little motion with Tyreek Hill, it seems like it's going to work until midseason, until the defensive coordinators can adjust to it. But it is spreading out that defense so much. Everyone has to t- take into account of Ty- Tyreek Hill. And then they just hit him with another zone run scheme that is clearly from Shanahan's coaching tree. Mike McDaniel's, it's just a couple of steps ahead of NFL defenses right now, and it showed up. I thought one of the biggest takeaways from this game is that Russell Wilson played until the last snap. I'm pretty sure Sean Payton hates Russell Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep saying that over and over again. Sean Payton is going to run Russell Wilson out of Denver, and it's so obvious. Yeah, it's happening early. And the more more this season unfolds in college and the more mock drafts I – you know, study when I'm about to go to bed. I just like get under the comforter until EB like EB's like lights out. Put take your put turn your flashlight off. I'm like, wait, there's one more mock draft. It just came in. Um, there's <laughs> a lot of McShay. quarterbacks. Todd McShay told me there's so many quarterbacks coming out. Massey, there is my boy Cam Ward. There's Michael yeah. Penix. There's some guy named Caleb Williams. There's Drake May. There's probably another. You know three or four that we don't even know about yet. Probably Jordan, Jordan Travis might be up there somewhere. Travis Jackson dart. I I'm mean, not Russell sure. Wilson true, true lore from Penn state. I think he might be a true freshman, if not a redshirt freshman. So he's, he's going to be back. Here we go. I had it. Uh, damn it. I had it up and it was the Russell Wilson stat where he's the first, I think the first player. Yeah. I'll, I remember it now. He beat a team by 50 points and now he's lost to a team by 50 points in a difference of a decade. So, yeah, thing, he's on his way out. That's oh, here's, a, here's a fun nugget that was all over the internet. internet. Did you know mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel was a ball boy for the Broncos back in the day? Yeah, yeah, I did. I read, I read the – it's part of my go to the week. Oh, okay. Spoilers. All right, well, let's move on then. Give me your, uh, give me your stuck on this week, Trainer. My stuck on – my notes are a little all over the place, but I got it right here. Uh, my stuck on – was oh yeah so we've gone through a lot of like hollywood is lying to us stuff this year we went through the the blind side michael orr hates his family um what was the other thing i don't know i can't can't remember remember. anyway is hollywood lying to us massey or is travis kelsey and t swift is this true love yeah i didn't even want to i didn't even scratch that itch it's i mean taylor swift was at a football game Taylor Swift is the biggest star in the world right now. She is going to attract attention wherever it is. 
and you saw the players on the sideline and the and the coaches and assistant coaches looking up. Patrick Mahomes gave her a wave up there. She was sitting next to Travis Kelsey's mom. She was the camera was on her one hundred. There was one camera called the Taylor Swift camera that was designated for that box, and she seemed excited. They were walked out together. Uh, the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift. I just have to hand it to Travis Kelsey for basically manifesting this. He truly did. Um, and I will say if any, you know, when it comes to Taylor Swift, her brand as it is, there's nothing she can do that would, there's no brand she could link herself to that has more, does a higher net worth besides the NFL. So she's doing the right thing because she's basically like, this is like the, this is like uh, the, the Twitter X merging with the Facebook uh, meta. Or, okay. Yeah. I see what I you're mean, saying. It's like, yeah, I mean that's what that's what she gains, and then Travis Kelsey's obviously gained a spike of four hundred to five hundred percent increase percentage wise in his jersey sales in the past week. So they're doing the right thing for themselves. But I just I, I need true love. I don't need this. I don't need more movie stuff. You know. Basically, explain it to a Swifty. Travis Kelsey <laughs> is awesome at football. He might be one of the greatest tight ends ever to play this game, and he's a two-time Super Bowl champion. And he's a, little more, he's a little more intellectual than Rob Gronkowski, who is probably mm-hmm. a little bit above him when it comes to career stuff right now. But Travis Kelsey is a fantastic football player. The Chiefs are the, are the example of what it is to be an NFL dynasty right now. So, Taylors, they both hitch their wagons to pretty successful franchises. Yeah, 100%. Super Bowl champ with uh, reigning, like, pop star champ. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My stuck on my stuck on. We're going to talk Dion, but only for a little bit. And I'm going to talk about it right here. My stuck on is the stupidity surrounding the criticism of Dion Sanders and the Colorado Buffs. All the casuals that tuned in just to see Dion fail feel justified because he got his butt whooped by the college football playoff ready Oregon uh, Ducks. They did not have their best player. They don't have a lot up line um, on the offensive defensive line. They go in this week into USC as three touchdown underdogs. Oregon is played to build. Oregon is built to play with the big boys, and Dion is not there yet. He might need one or two more off seasons to get all his pieces in. But it does not matter. Dion is building something, and people think that the castle is built when it there's a little chink in the armor. They thought Dion was going to win a playoff game go to the playoffs be undefeated i'm not sure where all that media craze came from it is a good story it might be the story of college football if Dion can make it to a bowl game this year but no one expected this amount of success and it's the media's fault for the coverage of colorado that all of a sudden all this backlash happens there should not be this much backlash happen i the only explanation i can think of before i ask you what the explanation might be is it was oversaturated because the media covered Dion because Dion's kind of a lightning rod of attention. Yeah. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest when about like six to eight weeks ago, I would have said I would have been one of those troll people that said I've had enough of Dion because I thought it wasn't working. I thought it was just like too brash and he was actually just like kind of failing his players by getting them to leave, but he was actually weeding out the wrong people. And it showed, it proved those first three games, even though they didn't play anybody great, they did play the reigning runner-up TCU Horn Frogs in Fort Worth without the same team as last year. But yeah. they still succeeded in winning, and they won their other two games against Nebraska and Colorado State, the rival. So those aren't great teams, like I said. 
but it was so badass to see him be able to turn a team around that was like one in 48 the last two last five years yeah. or whatever that's like that's total garbage and he's made it fun for college football again like it's fun to have this team that's just like a random pac 12 team that's obviously moving um be relevant and it makes college football more fun because there's so much i think like it distracts from all the we've we've moved past the nil and the transfer portal just chaos because now we're like oh it's like kind of like a performance to have Dion yeah be coaching these kids but he on obviously like when the kids were getting a little too big for their britches pregame against Oregon I'm sure Dion handed their asses to him after that because I feel like he's not about that even though he's showy and flashy he's definitely like you need to be humbled at some point so yeah I'm not rooting for his demise I don't want I didn't want them to peak them to peak but I didn't I really after I thought about it more, I didn't want, I didn't think they're going to go into Eugene, Oregon and win that game. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, it just stinks to be like, Oh, hey, maybe he should go back to the, to the Sun Belt like right away. I'm like, no, just give it some time. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. not, yeah. He, he wasn't going to like flip this job for the Alabama job next year. If people thought that's what his goal was, that's not his goal. So. That's a great, that's a great response. Yeah. I I'm more, more Dion, please. In my, in my opinion. All right, trainer, we're going to have to move along. Give me your quote slash question of the week. I got two, so I'll be quick. Um, So last week, you and I, post-show, we hang out, have cigarettes and talk. Um, We talked about uh, the great uh, NFL drafts in the 80s, and we talked about John Elway, and I realized now that John Elway is actually an ACC great, as is Tiger Woods, because they went to Stanford. And then I realized (laughs) also Tony Gonzalez, he went to Cal. He's He's an ACC great. And then, Massey, I started thinking about another ACC greats that are now ACC greats. Okay. And I remembered Aaron, Aaron Rodgers yep. went to Cal Massey is Aaron Rodgers, your least favorite ACC athlete of all time. Is he my lead? No, no. Okay. It's gotta be a Duke basketball player. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was about to say the, okay. the, the recency <laughs> bias in me says I hated Grayson Allen so much. I also hated Tyler Hansborough. I hated the bugs life character Ooh. that Tyler Hansborough represents. I when he got his face bashed in by that dirty, dirty play against Duke, I was the only one in America that didn't care. <laughs> I'll say That's I don't, I don't I care. I think I, I put him between. Yeah, I think there's Dunleavy who rubbed me on the head and told me I was a little boy in person. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's Grayson Allen, who I just hate because he's Joffrey on a basketball court. So Aaron Rodgers is probably my third least, third least his favorite. He's ranked third. Yeah, and Dean Smith for outlawing dunking when Ralph Sampson went to Virginia. So there's a, there's another yeah. one. Just he's not a he's not a player, but he was a coach. Maybe he was a player at one point. And a quick quick quote attached to Aaron Rodgers uh, said by a, a drunk ex Alabama quarterback: "It's disgusting. I wouldn't keep him. I've seen enough of Zach Wilson." Joe Namath's words, love it. Yeah, Joe Namath. <laughs> he's in my go to the week. But how is it that nice. old men are uh, now? Like the the authority in college football or in football, all of a sudden, Joe Namath and Lou Holtz are mm. just two old men that all of a sudden are in the limelight. We'll get to Lou Holtz later. Let's continue talking about Joe Namath. What's Obi Wan? You know, Obi Wan and Yoda. Like you know, Dion's Luke, and then there's Obi Wan and Yoda. I'll so. get back to my question of the week. Let's talk about Joe Namath. He's 80 years old and was interviewed about Zach Wilson and basically said he was hot garbage. Um, <laughs> it must be nice to be Joe Namath. He well, the Alabama Joe Namath. Joe Namath, I liked. He went twenty nine and four and won a national title in nineteen sixty four under Bear Bryant. So that I can forgive him for. 
But as a New York Jet, he what won Super Bowl three in 1969, and he's living off of nice. that for the rest of his life. He made the Hall of Fame in '85. Why does he have? Why is he the authority on what the NFL is right now when he hasn't played since the '70s and he played in the AFL? He had his his overall record as a starter. I had this written down somewhere. Was 66, 70, and four. 178 TDs to 220 interceptions and a 50% completion rate. He wasn't. Dak Prescott? <laughs> yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame too. He has a lot of pizzazz, but Joe Namath just calling out a kid who is struggling mightily, who thought he was going to be on the back seat for the entire season, got thrust into the spotlight again, and he's clearly a deer in headlights. Just let the kid suffer. Or if it's a criticism of a Salah, I understand. But don't go after Zach Wilson. Go after the coaching staff and have bring in a QB that's going to maybe get you some success. Isn't Tyrod Taylor out there somewhere? Is he on the Jets? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Where, there's just some names you can throw around there that just like, you're just like, oh, what why if, don't you just go in? Go grab that guy. Well, yeah, well, the Vikes are the Vikings are shopping Kirk Cousins allegedly, and like, what would be how be funny would be if the Jets traded for two NFC North quarterbacks in the same season? Ah, that would, <laughs> the Vikings might. They just might. They're they're kind of there with with Kirk Cousins and and the yeah. Owen, well, they, what is it? Oh, and four, oh, and three Vikings. Yeah, Namath. Um, it's just because he's one of the last surviving of the old guard. Like Johnny Unitas is dead. Roger Staubach's very humble Navy man. He's not going to like speak out against Dak or any bad, you know, cowboy play. He's just going to kind of keep his mouth shut and hope Jerry still invites him to the ring of honor cocktail party. So yeah, yeah that's just, that's what it is. Old men, old men being old men. Crotchety. It's <laughs> funny. Why don't you just ask Mark Sanchez? He made it to two AFC championships, right? <laughs> like ask him about it. Why Joe Namath? At least Mark Sanchez has played in this century. Okay. My, uh, my question for you this week is CJ Stroud good? So I think he is. Here are his stats. He's got 906 yards. He's 78 for 121, seven and a half yards per completion, four touchdowns, and the and the line that stood out to me, the stat that stood out to me was zero interceptions. The Texans are one and two. They've lost to Baltimore and and uh, the Colts. I should say the Ravens and the Colts because that can be kind of confusing. The Ravens and the Colts, and he beat Jacksonville, which. Are they overhyped? 37 to 17. This CJ Stroud might be the best out of these rookie quarterbacks. I think so. And I think I kind of, I, I be honest, I felt that way when they got him and um, Will Anderson on draft day back to back. I was like, hot damn. That's a pretty good combo. Let's look at the other rookie quarterbacks. Bryce Young uh, hurt. He's with the Panthers. He's injured and he looks very small. The Colts, Anthony Richardson, <laughs> he's hurt. He needs to learn how to slide and get out of bounds. The Colts are two and one because Gardner Minshew played well enough to win last week. Will Levis is a backup to Tannehill. He might get a shot. Will Levis is backing up Ryan Tannehill, who is bad through three games. And Hendon Hooker, who's out in Detroit, Jared Goff has that mm. job locked up. Hendon Hooker, who's still healing from a late season ACL injury last year with Tennessee. Hendon Hooker might have – I'm looking at Hendon Hooker thinking maybe he'll have the best chance at becoming an NFL quarterback besides C.J. Stroud in that group. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the Lions are probably the best 
in terms of like, which is funny to say Detroit lions have the best trajectory of any of those franchises right now of the rookie quarterbacks where they're, where they're currently at. So it's very possible in the long run that he has the best outcome, kind of like a Jordan love outcome. Maybe, you know, he has to sit for a little while while Jared Goff, who's probably a lot easier to hang out with than Aaron Rodgers. I might add, um, He's both probably Cal a good guys? locker room guy. Both Cal guys, both ACC guys. Yeah, locker room guy. Good ACC locker room guy, yeah. Jared, not Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, did you mention your go to the week? Yeah, it was um, the only thing I was going to add to the Mike McDaniel go to the week. I'm, on, I'm trying to do a positive one now, uh, bury that old nasty stuff like Joe Namath, just being crotchety old man myself. Um, he was a coaching intern with the franchise that the Denver Broncos in 05. Did yep. you mention that already? No. No. Uh, when they had a head coach vacancy, the Broncos in 2022, <clears throat> Sean Payton, they wouldn't even interview him. LOL. Oh. Now he's uh, kicked the living poop out of them. The Broncos, well, he was he was solidly at Miami last year, right? Mm. Sean, Payton, Sean Payton's there for a year. So it was uh, – oh, it was the guy before, the idiot that's uh, – that, that Nathaniel Hackett, wanted to, dude. Yeah, the hack, the hack job, the hack job. That's what it was. Oh, that guy yeah. got roasted. It's okay because he's on the Jets. Yikes. Um, yeah, Mike McDaniel deserves all his flowers. He is he is the, the, uh, the offensive mind of the NFL right now. Mm, Shanahan's there too. So, I mean, he's up there. Okay. My he's, go- a, he's a Shanahan disciple. Yeah, yeah. My go to the week was Joe Namath. It's also Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz and Ryan Day going back and forth is hilarious. Ryan Day, mm-hmm. after winning on a last-second touchdown to beat Notre Dame by four, called out Lou Holtz, who's 86 years old. Could you talk about living rent-free in somebody's head? I didn't even know Lou Holtz had a platform anymore. Yeah, I remember the what was that thing they used to do on ESPN, like the judge judge jury thing. Yeah, that was so that was Counsel. pretty good. Yeah. I always watched it. Anyway, good all time. right, we got to go on to the Baker's dozen. We have a lot to talk about. A lot of great mass matchups, especially the Pac-12 is is an, again Ooh. very interesting. Ella, um, the SEC, we're all over the board. Pac-12, ACC, SEC, Big Twelve. Um, so we Old got a jacket, lot. green jacket. So I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna start listing them off. This is the Baker's dozen where we give you college football picks, half college football, half professional football. We'll start in college. Number ten, Utah, four and zero. Utah is at Oregon State, who just ro- rose up to, or did they fall after losing to Washington State? They did. Oregon State is number nineteen. They're three and one. As previously mentioned, they lost to Washington State by three on the road. DJU played okay last week. He was seventeen for thirty four. With 198 yards and one touchdown, it turns out the real strength at Oregon State is them running the ball. Deshaun Fenwick had three touchdowns last week on 11 carries and 101 yards. They're the 26th ranked offense in the entire country, but Utah is the ninth ranked defense. Cam Rising, Utah's Mm. quarterback, still sitting out, trying to hopefully get to that bye week next week and then be available. So we're looking at more Dante Moore quarterback for the Utes. I think this is Utah's defense versus, which is bona fide good, versus Oregon State's offense, which is just let's call it okay. Remains to be seen. I mean, yeah, going to Washington State, losing admirably, admirably by a field goal to my boy Cam Ward. I yeah, I think Oregon State. That was probably the, that might have been the game of the week last week it was, after yeah. the Colorado Oregon game didn't did not 
um, end up being an actual match, a match. What a dork. Um, I, I think that um, I personally, I'm going to go with, what, what was that? We got Oregon state four, four and, and a half. half at home, four and a half, four and a half offense versus defense. Well, you know what? Mike McDaniel offense wins championships these days. I'm going to go with Oregon state to cover that and take down Utah. Give them their first loss. No, Oregon I state. think no, 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 no. The, the, the PAC 12 championship runs through Utah. Utah will cover right, the spread. Okay. Uh, okay. This, and like that's it. a Friday, 7 p.m. kickoff. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you, Utah's defense is <laughs> legit. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> uh, number 11, Notre Dame, four and one with a loss to Ohio State last year, is favored by five and a half on the road versus four and Duke. Huh? <gasps> Duke is number 17. They kick off at 5:30 Saturday. Notre Dame is better than Duke in every single category. I'm going to pick Notre Dame to cover this spread, and they're probably really pissed off. Marcus Friedman has heard how he's a bad coach all week. He's going to overcoach these guys. Sam Hartman, who is way too handsome to be playing college football, he is really Mm. good, although he didn't show it much against Ohio State. Mike Elko, the head coach at Duke, is going to get a lot of attention from bigger bigger programs uh, at the season's end. Riley Leonard, Duke's quarterback, 6'4", 210 pounds. He sounds like a dude quarterback. And he, you know where he played football? Mobile. Fairhope, just across the bay from Mobile. He's is a seven oh. A high, uh, high school football player. Um, I'm sorry you chose Duke Riley because I can't cheer for you. That's your own fault. Sorry, brother. <laughs> even even my Mobile ties won't let me cheer for a Duke player. I think Notre <laughs> Dame goes in there and clobbers Duke. What do you say? I don't know about clobbers, clobbers but if the, spread, trainer. If the spread is five and a half. Clobbers, I mean, dude, trainer. I like that Elko guy. He's kind of the Mike McDaniel of Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech wouldn't give him the – we don't talk about Virginia Tech football anymore because they're, so they're bad trash. now, which is crazy. Yeah, and they wouldn't give Elko the time of day for an interview, kind of like McDaniel with the Broncos. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Hartman to rebound with Notre Dame on the road. All right. Let's go to the SEC, number 13, LSU, who's two-and-a-half-point favorites in Oxford, Mississippi against Ole Miss. They're ranked number 20, 5 p.m. kickoff. LSU somehow last week let Arkansas be in that game the entire time after mm-hmm. turning them mm-hmm. over four times, two interceptions, two fumble recoveries. Al- Ole Miss's only loss is against Alabama, whose bright spot was the defense. So Ole Miss has a lot to answer up front. Um, LSU allowed four sacks against Arkansas. Ole Miss allowed five sacks against Alabama last week. LSU is on the road in the quietest SEC stadium behind Vanderbilt and Georgia. I have (laughs) no idea who's going to win this game, trainer. I mean, Arkansas, isn't BYU? I know you used to love BYU, but they're kind of bad now. They lost to BYU. Um, at home too. I don't yeah. think LSU's been tested. I don't think LSU's been tested since Florida State, and I think that them having to go on the road. I know you hate Oxford, but I like Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss covers this. Take take them points. Okay. Well, I think LSU by a field goal. Sure. Yeah. I I'll, I'll just take the opposite because I really have no idea what the SEC West is doing. It's one of the most confusing conferences conferences or divisions in college thought- football. Yeah, I kind of thought in the first half last week, I thought I had something with Ole Miss, but I was obviously proven wrong in the second half. So I think Ole Miss will put put together a better game overall and beat LSU. 
Off, off to the Big 12, we have number 24, Kansas. 4-0 and Kansas. We're talking about a 4-0 Kansas team that last year would have made headlines. This year, they're quietly 4-0 with their head coach, Lance Leipold, being the bell of the ball last year. Jalen Daniels is healthy. They are playing at Texas, number three, Texas, who is 4-0. Texas is 16.5-point favorites. Kansas has played absolutely no one. They played Missouri State. They handled Illinois. Who's they? They can be tough at times. Nevada they beat and BYU they beat. We just said BYU's not that good. Texas big win over Alabama. That um with behind their quarterback Quinn and Ewers, Steve Sarkeesian. They have uh, professional NFL players at both offense and defensive line. There is something though I want to point out which makes this a little more interesting. Trainer. And what's that, Massey? Oklahoma's next week for Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dallas, the big the Red River rivalry canceled. Is this the trap game? Is this the trap game where oh. Texas falls and all of us look like fools that said Texas is back? You thought Florida State had a trap game when they almost lost to Boston College and they had to go to overtime against Clemson. So, although that I'm going to know Florida State and t- – I almost got confused because Jalen Daniels and Jaden Daniels went back to back on those quarterbacks. LSU's Jaden Daniels versus Kansas's Jalen Daniels. I do like the guy who's replaced Bijan Robinson, Jonathan Brooks, the running back for Texas. I like Texas defense and offense uh, balance better. Uh, I think they will. Trap I think they'll cover this. 16 and a half. God, that's, Trap that's a lot of points. I hate laying that many points. Okay, I'll go with UT. I'll take it. I think Texas might beat the absolute hell out of Kansas. I think they're on a mission. They, oh, UT's a trap game for Kansas. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was trying to lull you into into taking Kansas. Oh. I think Texas might beat the absolute breaks off of off of Kansas. Okay. We're going to continue on in the SEC again. Number twenty two, Florida, who's three and one, only lost to Utah. They beat Tennessee last week or excuse me, two weeks ago, and they slept walked last week yeah. through Charlotte. Head coach Billy Napier, Graham Mertz of Wisconsin, who's only a junior. I, th- I thought he's been in college forever. Real story is Trevor Trevor Etienne, who plays for Florida. He is an electric running back behind that decent, let's call it defense, offensive line for Florida. They really got things running against Tennessee two weeks ago. Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops. Devin Leary, do you remember him? Their quarterback? Devin Le- Devin Leary, Devin Leary. Um, he played for he, NC State yeah, last year, tore his ACL. He's 24 oh. years old. He already has 1,000 yards passing, nine touchdowns this season. They haven't played many people. Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, Akron, and Vanderbilt, they were able to pick him off five times collectively. I think Florida has more talent. What is the spread? I said they're going to cover, but I don't even know what the spread is. One, Florida, minus one Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, Kentucky's a home favorite. Um, Devin Leary doesn't protect the ball enough. I think Florida takes advantage. They win this game. I've heard, I heard a lot about actually Kentucky being kind of a surprise team, even though it's funny when you say like um, Will Levis, like a quarterback that goes to the NFL, drafted in the second round, you know, obviously was like potentially going to go in the first. You lose talent like that and you're able to get and maybe improve even. Uh, Florida yeah. does have – is it Travis Travis Etienne's little brother, Trevor? Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a unique last name. So, I, that was a guess and I got it right. I'm going to go with – I'll go with the home team. I'll go with Kentucky. 
All right. Let's, we, I wish we had time. Florida, time. Florida, Florida almost lost to Charlotte 49ers. Are you serious? Well, they, they slept walk. They, they got beat up by Tennessee. It was a tough game. Trap game. Trap game. Well, <laughs> Kentucky went into Vanderbilt, beat up that team. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Vanderbilt, who's got three quarters of the stadium and cranes on one end of the, <laughs> in the end zone. It's distracting. It's distracting <laughs> for a road team. Yeah. Especially the kicker. Good Lord. All right. Number, mm-hmm. number eight, USC. We got to talk about this. They're four and oh, they're at Colorado. Deion Sanders, Shador Sanders, uh, head coach and quarterback respectively. Colorado got absolutely worked by Oregon last week. Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams. This is a lot of points for a USC defense who is absolute garbage to cover. Both both defenses are flat. The only thing I'm certain of is the over. What say hmm. you, Trainer? Hmm. What is that over? I if I can find that quickly. U- USC not. is favored um, by 21 and a half. I can find that. Oh, over. Oh, I got you. 73 and a half. That is a ton of points, but that's probably correct. Um, there'll probably be 85 to 90 points. Ooh, this could be a battle of two top 10 NFL draft quarterbacks. If Shadur has – if Shadur – endures the season and continues to put up the stats. He gets I feel like hit a lot. Probably, he gets you know, hit a lot. He does get hit a lot. Um, he's kind of rising. He's, he's rising up there. Kind of had one of those Joe Burrow seasons where you're like, who is this guy? Seriously? Um, I love the over. USC, it's a lot of points. USC's offense is silly. Their defense is garbage, but Colorado's defense is even worse. Yeah, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Caleb Williams and sending another message. Uh, Pac-12 team historical Pac-12 team, historically successful Pac-12 team winning by 28 on the road. Damn. You know you know the sideline's going to be absolutely bonkers with, with celebrities. Oh, it has to be. Um, it's got to be uh, – yeah, who's on? Who's hanging out on the Colorado sideline these days? I don't know. I, last time I saw it was like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Master P and Wu-Tang and Michael Irvin, and the list goes on and on. Terrell Will Owens. Ferrell, Will, Will Ferrell on the USC side. That would be yeah, sick. <laughs> that would be sick. Um, yeah, USC is going to win. Going to win by three or four touchdowns. I'll take. A, I'll take the uh, USC in the points there. My team, Washington, number seven. Washington. We're staying in the Pac-12. Is favored by twenty points. They're four and zero. Oh. They are at the Arizona Wildcats. Three and one Arizona Wildcats whose only loss was to Mississippi State on the road and double overtime. What say you, Trainer? Oh, Arizona has a decent defense. Michael Penix is elite, though. 20 points. Oh, man, Arizona's not been tested. 20 points on the road, Washington. I think you're. You, I mean, I know who your your team yeah, is. Yeah. You you love you love gold and purple. You love LSU. I'm gonna go with. Um, yeah, I'll take Arizona to cover this at home. Okay, Washington is way too big and way too strong, physical and good on both sides of the ball. Head coach for Washington, Kalen DeBoer, is got Michael Penix rolling. He's an absolute stud. Michael Penix, 75% completion rate, 12 touchdown. Excuse me, 12 yards of completion. 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. Washington rolls Arizona. All right, you ready for my wild card? Wait, night game in Arizona. Trap game uh, next week is Oregon. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Arizona here. I like this. Oh, damn. You beat me my own theme. Oh, no. (laughs) I would hate that. Oh, I didn't even look ahead. Okay. My wild card. 
the three and one West Virginia Mountaineers at TCU, who is also three one, their only loss to Colorado. West Virginia's only loss is to Penn State, and Penn State is legit this year. West Virginia beat Texas Tech and Pitt, who are mm, disappointing, disappointing to put it mildly. Neil Brown was squarely on the hot seat. That's West Virginia's head coach was squarely on the hot seat at the start of the year after going five and seven last year behind quarterback play of JT Daniels, who is on his ninth team and 10th year of college football. Garrett Green has taken over the reins. Does Neil Brown, does Neil Brown and Garrett Green, their success at West Virginia hinges on each other. I think Neil Brown is going to cover this 14 point spread. West Virginia is feisty. West Virginia is feisty, but, but I like what I like where TCU's gone since that Colorado, that shocking Colorado loss at home at the beginning of the season. And West Virginia, I mean, they put they put away Duquesne. It's pretty impressive. They have they're probably the most tested losing to Penn State at Penn State. That's tough to tough to go into. Texas Tech last weekend, SMU for TCU. Yeah, I'll take TCU in the points. So we'll be a little a little contrary in there wild card game okay do you have the four teams that i picked off the top off the top of your head i yeah, got for sure yeah who who is that i got i don't even remember who i have notre dame bama you have utah notre, utah notre dame oh oh the oh the uh the actual four sorry you have michigan alabama notre dame and florida state oh man i i don't know which one to drop to pick up washington i'm mm. not who, who who are your four Georgia, Ohio State, which I thought I was going to be dropping this weekend, so I'm probably going to just stand stand pat. And then I have uh, USC and Texas. Yeah, I'll st- I'll, um, dang, that's tough. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand stand pat as well. I like. Okay, I'm gonna say for this, we, we do a double waiver wire. If you were to pick one team right now, then I would go two times in a row. You can't just make up the rules. You just made that rule. We got to do some sort of. We gotta do some sort of penalty here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You're standing packed. Doesn't matter. We only have a couple of minutes left. Let's go over our NFL slate. Dolphins at Bills. This might be the marquee game of Sunday. Bills favored at two and a half at home, despite the fact that the Dolphins scored 70 points last week. Mike McDaniels had the Dolphins humming. Can the Bills respond after kind of a underperforming start when it comes to the new Bill standard that they have set for themselves? What say you, Trainer? Yeah, I mean, beating a team by 50 and scoring 70 points, no matter how bad Denver is, is very impressive. The Bills kind of like finally put away a team they should and going into Washington and beating them 37 to 3. Bills at home. I mean, the Bills got to, the, the Bills want to make this a division. They, they got to win those games. So I'll take the Bills and with and I'll lay the points at home two and a half. All right, I'll be on the other side of that. I think the Dolphins are lucking out by playing the Bills early and earlier in the season. I know they probably have a later game in the season against the Bills. I don't know when that is, but at least that will be in Miami. They can go into Buffalo and not have Buffalo weather. I think that gives Miami an edge hmm. when Miami goes to Buffalo in the winter time. They just seem slower and cold and miserable. I'll take Miami here. All right, moving on. It's, fair. it's a fair point. Ravens at the Browns. Browns favored by three. The The Ravens are banged up. Banged up. I'm not sure how the Ravens are getting it done 
But here they are, a divisional rival Browns. What's your take here, trainer? And I like that Browns D. It's so damn good. Miles Garrett and is I, a problem. Miles Garrett's a problem. Deshaun Watson is also a problem in the other direction at quarterback. Um, I think they, I, I, the Ravens defense is just not good. And I feel like the Browns defense is a lot better than what the Ravens are putting together on offense. So I'm going to take the Browns at home, lay the points three. Um, all right. I'll just go Ravens just to be contrarian. I think the Ravens good. I think Lamar Jackson's good. Although he's had a quiet start. I, I just don't, I just don't know how to pick NFL teams. So I like, I like Lamar Jackson and I like Zay flowers. How about that? You do like flowers. <laughs> all right. Bucks at the Saints. Go ahead and say it. Saints in the points. They're favored by three. Bucks had to come to Jesus against the Eagles last week. Baker Mayfield come to, J- to Jalen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like the the Saints. Well, they're going to be without Derek Carr. Jameis Winston has to be mentally Ooh. prepared. <laughs> this is. It could go either way. They could win by three touchdowns, or they could lose in miserable fashion. They did not seem well okay. when they let Jordan Love beat them in the fourth quarter last week after Carr went out. But Jameis gets it done against the old team revenge game. Okay. You, you, I need, I need to stop laying points. I think that Jameis is going to get his revenge game. They're getting Alvin back. Alvin's going to have a shake the rust off game. They're going to win by, they lost by one last week. They're going to lose. They're going to win the saints going by two, but they're not going to cover the spread. I'll take the bucks. Okay. Plus three. How dare you? You're really well, hot I'm on the Bucks. Pick, you're really pick, hot on the Bucks. Still picking the Saints, man. You're hot on the Bucks. You're re- really big Bucks guy. It's uh, a ba- it's the Baker's dirty dozen. The, <laughs> the Pats are going down to Dallas to visit your Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys favored by six and a half. Uh, I'll, I'll the floor is yours. <laughs> if uh, oh boy, if they don't. If they don't get right after losing Trayvon Diggs is devastating. Yes. The defense is still very, very good. They got, thank God they got Stephon Gilmore from the Colts in the offseason. Thank God, because that secondary would be putrid if it after that injury. If not, uh, I think Micah Parsons will give Mac Jones, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, every player he can cover on the field, hell. And I think they'll win by at least – 14 so i'll take the cowboys at home six and a half i don't think the pats are that good i'm working on a take that i'm not going to say on here but bill belichick and mike tomlin are they not evolving fast enough let's just put that on the back burner mike tomlin bill belichick two of the greatest coaches to ever do it have they not adjusted fast enough Hmm. um i'll take the pats to cover just to piss you off all right Falcons at the Jags. This is our last game we're going to pick. The Jags are somehow favored by three points, even though they lost to Houston at home last week. Are the Falcons really skilled offensively enough to cover this spread? Mm, outside of Desmond Ritter, yes. But <laughs> that's a problem. Desmond Ritter. But that, he, he happens you know, to be the quarterback. He happens okay. to be the quarterback. That's CJ Stroud is a much better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. Um, and the Jags did get their butts kicked. By Houston. I mean, God, Tank Dell is amazing. Tank, the fact the that there's two, the fact that there's two tanks in the league is awesome. Yeah, Nico Collins. The, the, God, the Houston Texans have a good core now. Now that Stroud is already kind of starting to at least pay off and looking decent, they got uh, Nico Collins, Damian Pierce, the Florida running back from a couple of years ago. Jags get right game. 
in London, though, I almost oh. did it. I almost messed up. I almost did it, and I just remembered there is a London game, and it is Jacksonville playing it, and it's uh, the- and it's Tottenham Bucks Saints. I forgot they're in London too. Oh, there's is, wait, we're double Saints. They might be they might London? be in like Germany or something. I'll check, but I forgot that the Jack Jags love London. They love it over there. Oh no, in Germany. Yeah, now I love this. Baker loves playing in Germany. Um, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Jags, even though it's in England across the pond. Um, the Jaguars take down the Falcons, cover three. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll agree with you there. I don't think the Falcons are that good, and I always pick against NFC South teams, so that's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. All right, it was a rush to the finish line, Trainer. We made it. You want to do the la- the last one? What's the last one? Oh, I subbed in. Remember the Packers were getting their butts kicked tonight, so I did uh, Steelers Texans. You want to go ahead and just do that? We got CJ Stroud. We might as well with CJ Stroud. Okay, yeah, Steeler right? Steelers, darling I'm, of the show. You you tell me what what what's going on? Oh, sorry. There. Steelers are going on the road to the Texans. Uh, Pickett to Pickens, uh, TJ Watt, defense, Fitzpatrick looking a lot better. I know Mike Tomlin is not evolving the way Matt Canada is not evolving. How about that? His office stinks. It's not, it's, and I feel bad for, I feel like, um, what's his name? What's, what's our boy, uh, Harris from the, the, what's his first name? Why am I forgetting? What position does he play? Now Talk to me. Going too long, but running back, I've already forgotten. He used to be Najee Harris. Uh, yeah, Najee, Najee. I feel bad for him. I, I see like the Steelers and, are favored by three. Yeah, by three. Steelers by three on the road. The Texans. I'm. I, I, I need. To, I need to get some points back. I'm gonna go Texans to cover at home. Dang. Uh, all right. I thought. I thought you were gonna let me pick the Texans since I was up on CJ Stroud. Um, okay. 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 Hey. Hey. You know what? I'm, I want to be a good guy. I'm gonna. The Steelers. I have the Steelers in the playoffs. The Bears embarrassed me with that <laughs> NFC playoff pick. So I'm gonna stick with the Steelers to at least redeem me on All the right. side. I got the Texans minus three. Or excuse me, Perfect. Texans plus three. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you on to this week's show. Download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. All right. That's it.